Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hi there, and welcome back to an episode of the Living Clutter-Free Forever podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here and listening. If there is something that you hear today and you want to be able to comment or even just to let me know your views and ideas, you can message me on Instagram at caro.thor and I promise to reply. I would love to hear from you. Today's episode is especially exciting as it's marking a milestone, my first ever podcast with a guest. I am so pleased to be able to talk to Carly Maxwell, who is a pre and postnatal fitness trainer, helping mums train for pregnancy, birth and strengthening during postpartum. She's a mum herself to two kids and like me, an expat living in Germany. Today, we're going to be talking about all things exercise, how as busy mums, you can fit exercise into your schedule and how being organized helps you to achieve your fitness goals. Carly, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to having this chat with you since we spoke about you coming on my podcast. So thank you for finding the time. And first of all, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got started teaching fitness. Yeah, so I'm Carly Maxwell. I'm a pre and postnatal fitness specialist. Um, Fitness has always come easy to me. I'm just one of those freak people who love it. Um, I started early with sports thanks to my parents. And so when I got into university, it was really easy for me to uh, choose kinesiology, so movement of the body. And so there I became a certified personal trainer um, and I just loved it. I loved being in the gym and the atmosphere, the positivity. And once I had my son seven and then my daughter two, I realized there was this gap in my training, which was the pre and postnatal population. And so that's where I then dove into pre and postnatal fitness and became a specialist. And I haven't looked back since. I really love it. That's great. It's so good to be doing something you love, isn't it? Absolutely. It feels good every day waking up and doing that. Yeah. Okay. So everyone who's listened to my previous podcast knows that I struggle to build exercise into my daily schedule. And I recently had this aha moment um, that probably it's because I don't see it as the priority that I think I do. And I saw on one of your videos that you were even um, managing to find time for exercise on holiday, which just blows my mind. So why do you think fitness is so important for us all, Carly? 
Yeah. As humans, we're designed to move. So that's the first thing. Like if we're sitting, that's just unnatural for our bodies. And um, exercise has physical, mental health benefits. And for me, I just love to move and there's many ways to move. So I think the key is finding the way that you like mentally and physically. Um, And with so many options, you can definitely find that. And so even on vacation, it's easy to get that movement. And because it just feels good, it gets your mental space there. Clarity for the day vacation with kids is a lot. Um, So exercise really helps me to just have that time to myself um, and go into this positive space of filling up my own cup. And so that's where it's, uh, again, it's easy to move during vacation because my body and my mind really crave it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, my, my most regular form of exercise is walking the dog, which, which I do a lot of. Um, and you're right. I feel better once I've done it, my headspace is better and I'm mentally better. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. Walking is such a underrated way to move and it's wonderful for your mind and body. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So moving away from fitness for a moment to life in general, Mm -hmm. how have things changed for you since you have kids? What, what do you struggle with now that you perhaps didn't before? Yeah, I would say I was really lucky, uh, pre-baby. And even with my first child, none of our schedules were like super demanding. And once our second came, my older, my son was then older. So he had his own schedule that was demanding school sports. My husband had a more demanding job. Um, I was starting up a business. So all of us really had these full schedules Mm -hmm. and it became a big struggle to think, when am I going to exercise? So lucky for me in that time, I already had the, my body was craving the exercise. So it really helped me push through that to find the time. Um, But it was, it was challenging. There's many different phases. So when my daughter was still a newborn, in that phase, we would find, okay, during her nap, I move. And then once she came into a more mobile state, we made up like uh, safe zones for her so she can tootle around and I could work out and have an eye on her. And then another phase came, um, which is kind of what we're still in now, like the infant to toddler, I do toy rotation. And so that organization has really, really helped because then she's super excited about whatever toys coming out. And that gives me a good chunk of time to get exercise in. That sounds great. And um, I know, like, for example, for for finding time today to do this podcast, you've had to coordinate with your husband so that he takes Mm -hmm. over the childcare. Um, I remember when my third child was tiny and I was going slightly stir crazy being in the house all day with them on my own. Um, I got to the point where when my husband came home from work in the evening I was like, okay, you're on duty. And I actually took up jogging. I had uh-huh. never jogged in my life, but I was so desperate to get out of the house and be on my own that, yeah. um, that I did take that up. So I think using your other half is really important. Definitely. I think that's a great point that you come up with too, is when you're in your mom life and you're really just home with the kids, you almost feel stuck or trapped. And so that's where exercise can be such a wonderful outlet to clear your mental space and have that time for yourself. And, and then you have all the benefits, the physical benefits with it. So I think that's great. If you have a partner that you can work with to give you that time, that's a really special thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think for those um, mums that don't have a partner at home, mm-hmm. trying to use friends 
mm-hmm. so that you perhaps share the childcare and one of you will look after the kids while one of you gets some free time to go and be able to exercise and then you can reciprocate another time. That's that's really important to find ways to manage that. Absolutely. Yeah. Friendships are a great way to do that, especially friends with kids where you're all familiar with each other. It's great to give each other that time. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you've mentioned toy rotation. I have seen on your Instagram that you are super organized, which is why I thought it would be really interesting to talk to you. So you've got toy rotation. How do you make that work? Where do you put the toys that you're not using? Yes. Okay. That was a big, that was a big thing. Cause we have apartment living and I grew up in homes, like big homes where there was just clutter everywhere. And I think that's what got me to this space where I just love minimalistic living and really being conscious about what we choose to bring into the home. And so I'm constantly like having these decluttering sessions, even though I'm very conscious about it, you just really accumulate a lot over time. Um, so yes, where do I put the toys? Um, I have certain storage boxes that I store up top over the kids's, uh, closet space. It looks organized and not cluttered. I know what's in there. So my head doesn't feel cluttered. And then I have, um, a shelf of eight little spaces that I leave a couple toys for my daughter. And then that's where I rotate them out. And my son is seven. So what I found for him, I don't really rotate because he's very interested in very specific toys. Mm -hmm. It's gotten a lot less of what he's interested in. So what I found for him is if I just take one of those, you know, those Ikea boxes, if I just take it out, put it in the living room, he's like, oh, and he gets into it. So I think for him, he's not really going into all the boxes every day. So when I just bring one out that I know he hasn't played with in a while, he gets into it and he'll play forever, even at seven. So that's kind of how I do the toy rotation and keep it organized because yeah, there's a lot that goes into the hidden space. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've had, we've had toy rotation over the years and um, I'm fortunate that we have some space in our cellar Mm-hmm. with being in Germany we're very lucky to have our cellars and oh, um, and <laughs> I can store boxes down there which is great but you're yeah. right about it being um then interesting for them when something new crops up I had kept all the Duplo the big Lego bricks from when my kids were little mm-hmm. and we've recently um been supporting a family from Ukraine who have a 14 month old so he was oh. coming around I got out the Duplo put it in the living room and yeah. all three of my kids, even 15, 13, right. yes. age nine, they all start playing with it. It's like, we haven't seen this for ages and totally. um, they had a blast with it. So um, yeah, yeah, it definitely works. I found that we have saved a lot of toys from Flynn, my older, and that's when um, we just happened to come across Duplo on a vacation. And we're like, wow, my daughter's ready for this. We never would have thought to go into our basement and grab that from the toys. And she and he just play for like weeks on end. I haven't been able to rotate it out because they're just so into it and they play so nicely together. And I find he even plays with the Duplo more excited than the little tiny ones. So yeah. it's been really great to see them all come together with that. That's cool. very sweet. Yeah, that's great. And um, and do you do the same with books as well? Do you rotate books out so they've only got a few on view? Yes, I need to get better at that. Um, we have a lot of books and I do rotate them through 
but I need to declutter those books. They, I think I hold on to them because we are in Germany and they're English books. And so a part of me has a hard time donating them because otherwise you really have to kind of work hard to get some English books. Um, I mean, there's Amazon, of course, but um, I do need to get better at decluttering the books. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel exactly the same way. I've kept so many of the books from when they were little mm-hmm. um, for that very reason, because they were not so easy to get hold of. Um, yeah. Yeah. But and I think also when we've read books to our kids when they're little, we have such a sentimental attachment to them. Absolutely. Yeah. I worked with a client recently and she was really struggling to get rid of books from her kids' childhood. And we ended up creating a box to put away in the in the attic for, for when she's maybe a grandma and she can yeah. get them out and read them again. That's really sweet. I, I kind of want to do the same thing because I think now when I've seen both kids play with a, cer- a certain thing, then it becomes even more special because there's all the memories of the time they had with that. So I think one box is necessary, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And my parents shocked me when um, when I had my kids because they suddenly produced all our toys from our childhood <gasps> from funny. the attic. They kept <laughs> everything. And um, it's just, it was a bit mind-blowing really, but it was really yeah. lovely to see my kids playing with things that I had played with. Yes. But I just can't give that much space up to toys <laughs> for definitely. storage. I know. I same situation. I had a baby doll and Nova loves it, my daughter. And so there's like certain toys that they kept and I think they they didn't go overboard with it. So I I think that's really special like maybe Flynn one day can if he decides to have kids play with his NASCAR little Hot Wheels everything with his kids. So I think I'll I'll keep a couple special pieces. <laughs> and one thing that I know um lots of parents find a great big time suck is laundry. Oh yeah. And that it just takes over their lives and they feel very overwhelmed with it. I sort of get the feeling you've probably got that relatively well under control. How have you managed with the kids clothes and keeping on top of it? Yeah. So with that, I would say I stay very decluttered with the the clothes also. Um, So I would say I wash once a week. And I wait for it to build up because then I have, you know, a whole pile of whites, whole pile of colors or black. Otherwise, if I did it sooner, it would just be a mixture. And so I like separating them. So once a week, uh, we all have enough clothes to get us through that week. And then, yeah, nothing really special. I just hang them and, and that's it. Yeah. Laundry doesn't seem to be too big for me, but I, I can see where families with more children, it could be a lot more. Definitely. And I think the other problem is if people have too many clothes for each child, Mm -hmm. there's no need to wash regularly because they've got clothes to use. And then suddenly before you know it, the laundry pile has become enormous. And then it's really hard to get through it and and rotate it all back through again. So. I think that's where when you stay a little more decluttered and minimalistic with the clothes then the children know that every piece of clothing has a spot and then they can partake in putting it back or folding it. And it's not too overwhelming because they're just these very few pieces that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And and clothes that they enjoy wearing, I guess, yeah. as well. There's not a discussion about, are you going to wear this T-shirt or that one? Because they're all OK. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, my seven-year-old, he can only shop for himself now. I don't pick anything so that there's just what he will wear in his closet. <laughs> that's, yes. that's always really good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So I am great at 
um, scheduling in my work, my housework, organizing stuff for the family. I have my planner. I write my goals for the day. And one of my goals is always exercise. Um, And then I never get round to doing it. I showed you on my planner the other day when we were talking (laughs) about this and I didn't do it that day either. Um, So what tips can you give me? And I'm sure most of the people listening that will help us make time for exercise in our day. How do we make it a priority? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the first thing I would say, if you have it in the planner already, that's the first step is if you don't have it in your planner already, map out in the week what your priorities are. If you need to go grocery shopping or um, make dinner lists, whatever it may be, prioritize within that week, where can you fit in some exercise? So if you've already done that part and you find that it's not happening, I would say find one to three really good reasons that you want to exercise. So are you right now just forcing yourself? Then of course, it's there's no motivation behind that when the time comes. So great reasons could be, um, are there any family health concerns like that exercise can help? Um, do you have any aches or pains? Do you want more energy to keep up with the kids? Is it aesthetics? Or do you have, did you ever have your own health scare or injury? And so if you can kind of tune into what is the reason why you want to move, write that down within your daily planner also, so that when you see that exercise mapped in there, you also see your why, and then maybe you have a not as easy time to cancel that appointment with yourself. And then another thing um, is hurdles always come up. So if within a weekly time, you always have the same hurdle, try to come up with one to two solutions. So for me, uh, if my child wakes up during her nap and I didn't get my workout in, then I already have a couple things in place. So the toy rotation, get out a toy that she hasn't played with in a while so I can finish that exercise. Or um, what else have I done for my older son? I'll get out some paints for him so that he can um, focus on that. And yeah, so whenever you have a hurdle, come up with a couple solutions so it doesn't continue to be a hurdle and kind of see if there's a pattern there. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I think I was saying to you the other day when we were talking, my youngest has really big anxiety issues and it's very hard to know from one week to the next what he's going to be able to manage in terms of school Mm -hmm. or if they're going to phone and I'll maybe have to go and pick him up. Mm -hmm. So I can have my schedule planned out and then it sort of throws me when things don't go according to the plan I thought I had ready. Right. And when I get thrown, I'm very bad at then readjusting and doing it differently so you're right Mm -hmm. to to think about the fact this is my hurdle Mm -hmm. and if I do have to break off and go and get him or he's actually not in school at all like today then what am I going to do in order to make this thing work and I do that for work Mm -hmm. and I do it for the housework but I haven't ever thought about building it in for my exercise as well and that's always the thing that then drops off the end and I go to bed and think well I didn't manage that again today right right yeah so I would say finding your reason why that makes you more excited or it can also come into the way that you're moving so if you're not enjoying the way you move you're not going to want to do it so try out something different try out something new so those are all ways to help yourself exercise and get it in (laughs) 
That's some great tips. Thank you. And I am, um, I actually, from another KonMari consultant who, um, who'd posted something on Instagram last week, she made the suggestion of leaving your yoga mat, for example, permanently out on the floor. If you have the space to do that yes. or somewhere very um, easily accessible yeah. so that you don't have the excuse. Mm-hmm. Another hurdle, right? So setting yeah. up, finding space. So if space is always your hurdle or not knowing what to do, just recognize those are your hurdles and find a couple solutions. Okay. What am I going to do? Have three things set up or, or planned out. And I think that's a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to her actually about the fact um, that this is an issue for me, that I'm I'm not making it the priority that I really would like it to be. Mm-hmm. And she has offered to be an accountability partner that we plan in when my and her days for exercise are going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we WhatsApp each other during the week and keep each other motivated and check in. And I think that for me perhaps will be a game changer. Definitely. Having a buddy is wonderful. I think whether you're going to a fitness studio and have a buddy to go with or holding each other accountable is amazing. I do do that with some of my clients who, if I see them just once a week, I text them, Hey, did you get your walk in and keep them accountable? And that really helps them like oh, trainer said to get my walk in, I'm going to do it. So I think the same goes with the buddy. Hey, did you get your walk in or Hey, did you get your exercise? I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to take her up on that offer. I think it's it could be a game changer definitely. Definitely. You don't want to let each other down, so you you get it in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, talking about mums then that are perhaps um new mums, they haven't been exercising their bodies just been through the whole pregnancy experience. Mm-hmm. What sort of exercise can they be doing at the start after they've had their baby? Yeah, definitely. I would say the two key things are to tune into your breath work and your pelvic floor work. And those are things you can even work on before you have your six week checkup clearance. And then what you could do after that is start to move, uh, add in gentle movements with the breath work and the pelvic floor work. And that all helps to heal the deep core and the pelvic floor that really took a hit during pregnancy. So even women who have had a C-section are also their pelvic floors took, uh, were put to the test. (laughs) So, um, everyone's got to work on it in that postpartum time. And also going, going into, um, like the aging process, Yes, having your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. working for you is so important as you get older as well. Absolutely. I would say we're all quite lucky in our teens and twenties. And then in your thirties, forties, your body starts to talk to you and let you know when things are kind of need a little more attention and the pelvic floor is on that list. Low backs are on that list. And so when you can really work that whole area together and get to know what those muscles feel like, it becomes much easier to just implement it into the day throughout life. And that's going to help as you age too. Yeah, definitely. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Carly. It was so fun talking to you. And moving forward, I'm going to take on board your ideas. Okay. And I'm sure my listeners will as well. And you've inspired me that I can make exercise a priority and part of my day. So please tell everybody where they can learn more about you, your business and what you do, because you're not just doing in-person training, are you? 
Right. Yeah. I am virtual, so I can train anyone in the world. Um, I like that because I still have some clients in the US. So virtual has been a, a game changer during the pandemic. Virtual was a game changer for everyone too. So I kept that virtual aspect there. And more recently, I created a program for postpartum moms. So it's called, Oh My Gosh, I Just Had a Baby, Now What? Oh, I like that name. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? Because you're like, what do I do now? Even if you exercise before, your body feels so different in those postpartum days. So, oh my gosh, what do I do now? So this uh, program is self-paced and you learn all about the aches and pains that women can have in that postpartum phase and then what you can do about it. And then the bonus is all the exercise with the uh, breath work and pelvic floor work. So um, you can find that on my Instagram and the link in my bio. Fantastic. And what's your Instagram? At Fit Mama Specialist. Perfect. Okay. And I will put um, links to that and your website on my website underneath this episode so people can find you. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Well, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of what is going to be a very hot and sunny day here in Germany. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. How are you going to stay cool? (laughs) Um, I'm going to hide in my cellar. Oh, okay. That's the only option, I think. Yeah. They are very cool down there. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is an absolute bonus at this time of year, definitely. And I think you're off on holiday this week. So enjoy that when that comes along. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thanks for taking the time today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organizing tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.